Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and 2022 starts the third year of this podcast and corresponding blog. I go through the Bible chapter by chapter, guiding you, even if you've never read the Bible before. Right now, I'm going through the Old Testament prophets, revealing how Bible prophecies that were written 700 years before Christ predict not just what was going to happen back then, but what happened when Jesus came. They even predict the end times and last days that are coming true right now. I pray that as you hear God's word, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Hey, new year, new life. Let's dig in. Jeremiah 51, God gives us a choice, sink or rise, which one will you take? God means business. If you've ever doubted or poo-pooed Bible prophecy, you're in for a rude awakening. This is the final message from Jeremiah, and it's interesting what actually happens to it, what came true, and what is yet to be fulfilled. Let's dig in. We're in Jeremiah 51. This is what the Lord says. I will stir up a destroyer against Babylon and the people of Babylonia. Foreigners will come and winnow her, blowing her away as chaff. They will come from every side to rise against her in her day of trouble. Don't let the archers put on their armor or draw their bows. Don't spare even her best soldiers. Let her army be completely destroyed. They will fall dead in the land of the Babylonians, slashed to death in her streets. The Lord of heaven's armies has not abandoned Israel and Judah. He is still their God, even though their land was filled with sin against the Holy One of Israel. Flee from Babylon, save yourselves. Don't get trapped in her punishment. It is the Lord's time for vengeance. He will repay her in full. Babylon has been a gold cup in the Lord's hands, a cup that made the whole earth drunk. The nations drank Babylon's wine and it drove them all mad. But suddenly Babylon too has fallen. Weep for her, give her medicine, perhaps she can yet be healed. We would have helped her if we could, but nothing can save her now. Let her go, abandon her, return now to your own land for her punishment reaches to the heavens. It is so great it cannot be measured. The Lord has vindicated us. Come, let us announce in Jerusalem everything the Lord, your God, our God has done. It's just our God. Sharpen the arrows, lift up the shields, for the Lord has inspired the kings of the Medes to march against Babylon and destroy her. This is his vengeance against those who desecrated his temple. Raise the battle flag against Babylon, reinforce the guard and station the watchmen. Prepare an ambush for the Lord will fulfill all his plans against Babylon. You are a city by a great river, a great center of commerce, but your end has come. The thread of your life is cut. The Lord of heaven's armies has taken this vow and has sworn to it by his own name. Your cities will be filled with enemies, like fields swarming with locusts. They will shout in triumph over you. A hymn of praise to the Lord. Verse 15. The Lord made the earth by his power, and he preserves it by his wisdom. 
with his own understanding, he stretched out the heavens. When he speaks in the thunder, the heavens roar with rain. He causes the clouds to rise over the earth and he sends the lightning with the rain and releases the wind from his storehouses. The whole human race is foolish and has no knowledge. The craftsmen are disgraced by the idols they make for their carefully shaped works are a fraud. These idols have no breath or power. Idols are worthless. They are ridiculous lies. On the day of reckoning, they will all be destroyed. But the God of Israel is no idol. He is the creator of everything that exists, including his people, his own special possession. The Lord of heaven's armies is his name. Babylon's great punishment, verse 20. You are my battle axe and sword, says the Lord. With you, I will shatter nations and destroy many kingdoms. With you, I will shatter armies, destroying the horse and rider, the chariot and charioteer. With you, I will shatter men and women, old people and children, young men and young women. With you, I will shatter shepherds and flocks, farmers and oxen, captains and officers. I will repay Babylon and the people of Babylonia for all the wrong they have done. To my people in Jerusalem, says the Lord, look, O mighty mountain destroyer of the earth. I am your enemy, says the Lord. Look, O mighty mountain. Just read that. Oh. I am your enemy, says the Lord. I will raise my fist against you to knock you down from the heights when I'm finished. You will be nothing but a heap of burnt rubble. You will be desolate forever. Even your stones will never again be used for building. You will be completely wiped out, says the Lord. Raise a signal flag to the nation. Sound the battle cry. Mobilize them all against Babylon. Prepare them to fight against her. Bring out the armies of Ararat, mini Ashkenaz. Appoint a commander to bring a multitude of horses like swarming locusts. Um, bring against her the armies of the nations led by the kings of the Medes and all their captains and officers. The earth trembles and rides in pain for everything the Lord has planned against Babylon stands unchanged. Babylon will be left desolate without a single inhabitant. Her mightiest warriors no longer fight. They stay in their barracks, their courage gone. They have become like women. The invaders have burned the houses and broken down the city gates. The news is passed from one runner to the next as the messengers hurried to tell the king that his city has been captured. All the escape routes are blocked. The marshes have been set aflame and the army is in a panic. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel says, Babylon is like wheat on a threshing floor about to be trampled. In just a little while, her harvest will begin. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon has eaten and crushed us and drained us of strength. He has swallowed us like a great monster and filled his belly with our riches. He has thrown us out of our own country. Make Babylon suffer as she made us suffer, says the people of Zion. Make the people of Babylonia pay for spilling our blood, says Jerusalem. The Lord's vengeance on Babylon. Verse 36. This is what the Lord says to Jerusalem. I will be your lawyer to plead your case and I will avenge you. I will dry up her river as well as her springs and Babylon will become a heap of ruins haunted by jackals. 
She will be an object of horror and contempt, a place where no one lives. Her people will roar together like strong lions. They will growl like lion cubs. And while they lie inflamed with all their wine, I will prepare a different kind of feast for them. I will make them drink until they fall asleep and they will never wake up again, says the Lord. I will bring them down like lambs to the slaughter, like rams and goats to be sacrificed. How Babylon is fallen, great Babylon praised throughout the earth. Now she has become an object of horror among the nations. The sea has risen over Babylon. She is covered by its crashing waves. Her cities now lie in ruins. She is a dry wasteland where no one lives or even passes by. And I will punish Bel, that's B-E-L, the god of Babylon, and make him vomit up all he has eaten. The nations will no longer come and worship him. The wall of Babylon has fallen. A message for the exiles, verse 45. Come out, my people, flee from Babylon, save yourselves, run from the Lord's fierce anger, but do not panic, don't be afraid. When you hear the first rumor of approaching forces, for rumors will keep coming year by year. Violence will erupt in the land as the leaders fight against each other. For the time is surely coming when I will punish this great city and all her idols. Her whole land will be disgraced. Her dead will lie in the streets. Then the heavens and the earth will rejoice. For out of the north will come destroying armies against Babylon, says the Lord. Just as Babylon killed the people of Israel and others throughout the world, so must her people be killed. Get out, all you who have escaped the sword. Do not stand and watch. Flee while you can. Remember the Lord, though you are in a far off land, and think about your home in Jerusalem. We are ashamed, the people say. We are insulted and disgraced because the Lord's temple has been defiled by foreigners. Yes, says the Lord, but the time is coming when I will destroy Babylon's idols. The groans of her wounded people will be heard throughout the land. Though Babylon reaches as high as the heavens and makes her fortifications incredibly strong, I will still send enemies to plunder her. I, the Lord, have spoken. Babylon's complete destruction, verse 54. Listen, hear the cry of Babylon, the sound of great destruction from the land of the Babylonians. For the Lord is destroying Babylon. He will silence her loud voice. Waves of enemies pound against her. The noise of battle rings through the city. Destroying armies come against Babylon. Her mighty men are captured and their weapons break in their hands. For the Lord is a God who gives just punishment. He always repays in full. I will make her officials and wise men drunk, along with her captains, officers, and warriors. They will fall asleep and never wake up again, says the king, whose name is the Lord of Heaven's armies. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies says. The thick walls of Babylon will be leveled to the ground and her massive gates will be burned. The builders from many lands have worked in vain for the work will be destroyed by fire. Jeremiah's message sent to Babylon, verse 59. The prophet Jeremiah gave this message to Sariah, son of Neriah and grandson of Masahiah, a staff officer. When Sariah went to Babylon with King Zedekiah of Judah, this was during the fourth year of King Zedekiah's reign. 
Jeremiah had recorded on a scroll all the terrible disasters that would soon come upon Babylon, all the words written here. He said to Sariah, when you get to Babylon, read aloud everything on this scroll. Then say, Lord, you have said that you will destroy Babylon so that neither people nor animals will remain here. She will lie empty and abandoned forever. When you have finished reading the scroll, tie it to a stone and throw it into the Euphrates River. Then say, in this same way, Babylon and her people will sink, never again to rise because of the disasters I will bring upon her. This is the end of Jeremiah's messages, Jeremiah 51. Boy, the God of all nations. The last of Jeremiah's messages or warnings is a whopper. Jeremiah wrote another book in the Old Testament, Lamentations. It's a poetry book, and we'll get into that one in a few weeks. God used Babylon to punish Judah. However, their idolatry, arrogance, and pride were their downfall. Even the stones of the city would not be used for rebuilding. As it turns out, stones from ancient Babylon were used in the building of modern Baghdad. Given that, a new Babylon will be built, but not using the old stones. And if you click on over to my blog, I have a picture of the ruins of ancient Babylon in Iraq, which looks like a nothing. It looks like a bunch of ruins. <laughs> Mighty men became like women. Only in modern times are women sent into combat. They were truly the gentler sex back then. Their gates were broken. Pastor Sandy Adams comments, the Greek historian Herodias, wrote, I'm sorry, Herodotus says, the night Babylon fell to the Medes and Persians, the gates of the city weren't broken, but left open. Either the gatekeepers were bribed, the special ops team unlocked them, or it could have been divine intervention. But the fact Jeremiah speaks of the bars being broken obviously speaks of a still future invasion. Get out while the getting's good. And God encourages the Israelites to leave before the destruction starts. We'll see what happens in the books of Ezekiel and Daniel. Subscribe so you don't miss out. Right now, January 14th, 2022, an international travel warning was issued for Ukraine. And you can check out the latest news on my website. I have a link um, that's at the top under Bible Prophecy. Warnings should be heeded for your own good. God's judgment day is coming whether you like it or not, whether you're ready or not. He is being very generous with his warnings. If you heed God's warnings, and he is sending the signs of the times, you and you repent and follow Jesus, you will be spared judgment. Verse 56 is interesting. God always repays in full. You get what you deserve. If you repented and are born again, then you have been redeemed and pardoned. If not, well, then what you deserve is to spend eternity in hell. God, in his ultimate mercy, sent his son Jesus to save us from his judgment by taking our sins to the cross. He defeated sin and he defeated death. Only through Jesus can you be guaranteed a one-way, non-stop ticket to heaven when you die or that you won't be left behind at the rapture of his born-again believers. Babylon was at its peak when destruction came. America was at its peak, and now it's growing weaker. 
know, America is not in Bible prophecy. The next superpower will be the Antichrist and his one world government, one world religion, and one world currency. If you wanna learn more about that, click on over to my blog and you can click on all the Bible prophecy stuff. I have a lot of it. Sink or rise, it's your choice. Now at the end, Jeremiah sends his scroll of God's warning to Babylon with Sariah. The message was read in public and Sariah tied a stone to, to it and threw it into the Euphrates River. God's last words were, in this same way, Babylon and her people will sink never again to rise because of the disasters I will bring to her. Now, that happened in 593 BC, 54 years before the fall. Okay, so the public reading and sinking of Jeremiah's scroll in the river was a declaration to the satanic spirits of Babylon that God was finished with them. Whew, that is a perfect metaphor for us humans today. Your choice is to either sink to hell or rise to heaven, at death or at the rapture. Again, given that it's your choice to make while you're still alive and coherent. So here's what you have to do, and it's rather simple, actually. Believe, have faith that Jesus is the Christ and he died taking your sins away forever and that he rose from the dead three days later. Repent of your sins, stop sinning, do a complete 180 degree turn in your life and surrender your life to him. Be baptized, show the world and yourself that you have died to your old life and are born again in Christ. And receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. So what are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and the confident hope of eternal life. You don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says, how to invite Jesus into your heart. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Are you a born again Christian with Catholic friends or family members? Have you struggled with how to bring up the truth of Jesus' salvation? I had the same problem. So I put together a free ebook, The Catholic Mission Field in Our Backyards. It's a guide to help you start the conversation and plant the seed that will get them thinking, am I missing something? Check it out. It's a free download on my website. You'll find the link in the show notes. Oh, please let me know if it helped you. If you're a born-again believer helping a Catholic friend or family member start reading the Bible, it's a great idea to give them one. But which version or translation would be a good one for them? There are too many to choose from. As a former Catholic, it helped me to have a Bible translation in plain, everyday English. And I know many evangelical Christians are very much attached to the King James Version. That's fine if that's what you grew up with. Remember, Catholics have grown up with priests and nuns telling them they don't need to read the Bible. All they have to do is trust the church to teach them what they need to know, only they don't, and that's the problem. When I first started going back to church, a well-meaning friend told me to get a King James Version. Well, guess what? I got frustrated with the these and thous and stopped reading it, totally defeating the purpose. Eventually, I got the new international version, or the NIV, 
And that was the best for a new Christian to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Today, I also study from the New King James Version or NKJV and the New Living Translation, the NLT. I'm now an affiliate of Christian Book Distributors and I've chosen three study Bibles that will be a great gift for that Catholic or progressive friend whom you'd like to help get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. They are also a great, they're also great for the new Christian believer. Check them out. The link is in the show notes. And by the way, all commissions will be donated to one or more of the Bible translating ministries listed on my site. So give the gift of the word of God and help spread the word while you're at it. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory.